0: Today on the newscast, Israel warns Syria over its cozy relationship with Iran. Plus, Vladimir Putin announces a Russian pivot to the Middle East. And all the breaking details, next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast. We've got a very important update today on the wars and rumors of war front regarding Israel and Syria. But before I get into it real quick, I want to tell you about my good friends at Meir Panim. The Jewish high holidays are just around the corner and for the people of Israel, it's a time of hope for a better year ahead. Yet over 2.5 million Israelis live below the poverty line including many children and one out of every three Israeli Holocaust survivors. Meir Panim's restaurant style soup kitchens are providing warm meals to these needy israelis in a comfortable dining setting if you want to fulfill the biblical mandate to bless israel and help mayor panim provide israel's hungry with the food and care they need just visit mayor it's a great cause that we truly believe in so you will want to check that out in the meantime syria is getting a message from israel now israel as we've reported many times here in the newscast keeps things close to the vest usually when it comes to airstrikes against Iran and its allies and proxies throughout the region. It's believed that Israel has carried out hundreds of airstrikes against Iran and Hezbollah inside Syria over the past few years, but usually the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces, are mum when these strikes happen. Israel says famously we can neither confirm nor deny any Israeli involvement. That's why a statement today by a top Israeli official was so interesting. I want to read it verbatim for you just directly, just right off my phone here from Ram Ben Barak. He's the chairman of the Israeli parliament's foreign affairs and defense committee. He spoke with Ynet radio yesterday in Israel about the recent strikes that we've been reporting on here at Syria's Aleppo International Airport. Here's what this top Israeli official said, and I quote, The attack meant, the attack against Aleppo Airport, it meant that certain planes would not be able to land and that a message was relayed to Assad. If planes, whose purpose is to encourage terrorism land, Syria's transport capacity will be harmed. Now, folks, again, This is a very rare thing for any Israeli official to claim any sort of responsibility for these airstrikes in Syria. But there you have it pretty much a de facto claim of responsibility and a warning and a message to Bashar al Assad, the Syrian dictator who has rolled out the red carpet and welcomed the Iranian regime and Hezbollah with open arms into his country at Israel's doorstep. Look, Assad owes. Literally, his life to Iran and Hezbollah, and of course, Russia, which intervened in Syria seven years ago, September 2015. Now, Assad works willingly with the Iranian regime, a longtime ally of the mullahs in Tehran for years now. So, someone who also shares a hatred for Israel with them. Remember, Syria is still technically in a state of war with the state of Israel. That has not changed. But it has gone up another level in recent months in that these Iranian weapons shipments, Iran has been pushing and pushing and pushing, despite being pushed back by those Israeli airstrikes, pushed back from the Golan Heights, number one. And secondly, their aims, Iran's aims to supply Hezbollah, their most lethal proxy, with those precision guided missiles. That has been blunted as well through these Israeli strikes in Syria. Nevertheless, the Iranian transit points. They continue to be active and the two top seemingly, number one, of course, Damascus International Airport, as we've documented here for you on the newscast many times in recent months, Iran has used Damascus International Airport continuously to transit weapons through into the hands of Hezbollah. And what they are doing, hey, it's not just military cargo or transport planes. Iran is using civilian passenger planes. To land at Damascus International Airport and deliver weapons. Now, Israel is onto that game, obviously, to the point where back in June, Israeli airstrikes shut down Damascus International Airport. Uh, Essentially, they bombed the runway, turned the runway uh, to rubble for at least a while, for at least a week or two. Not completely rubble, but Israel certainly shut down that airport through airstrikes. And Russia helped Syria get that airport, the Damascus airport, back online. So it's not a surprise that Iran has been bypassing Damascus now from time to time and trying to transit the weapons through Aleppo International Airport in northwestern Syria. Well, Israel is on to that game as well. They're sending a message there. So will Assad heed this message? Uh, that's the big question, right? Or is Assad, who has not proven to be a very wise leader <laughs> during his time in power, uh, will he continue to push the envelope in all the wrong ways and work hand in glove, shoulder to shoulder with the Iranian regime and Hezbollah. Hey, on yesterday's uh, Watchman newscast live stream, we dug into this some more, uh, and we talked about the prophetic implications. Think of Isaiah 17, which says that a day is coming where Damascus will, quote, become a ruinous heap So, Assad is quite literally playing with fire. And it's interesting because a Syrian official said the exact same thing last week that Israel is playing with fire. So, things are certainly heating up there, folks, uh, to Israel's north. And during that live stream, we also made the point that Aleppo Airport, right now, just as Damascus Airport was back in June, is shut down due to two Israeli airstrikes over the past week that now an Israeli official again has claimed responsibility for. By the way, if you missed the live stream or any newscast, you can check them out here on our channel, uh, just in our archives, go to newscast. They're all, they're all right there. While you are there, if you have not subscribed, please join us here and subscribe to the Watchman News Channel. Hey, we're fast approaching 500,000 subscribers. We'd love to get there by the end of the year. So if you could join us shoulder to shoulder as Watchmen and Women on the Wall, we would love that as we are bringing you these breaking updates every single day here on the channel. Speaking of which, Vladimir Putin, who we mentioned a minute ago, obviously very active in Syria, a close ally of Bashar al-Assad, has been for years. He made a very interesting speech yesterday in Russia at an economic forum where he said, and I quote, Russia cannot be isolated. He said, despite any Western sanctions from the US, uh, the EU, NATO, we can't and we won't be isolated. Putin said, what we are going to do now is pivot, pivot to Asia, a pivot to the Middle East. He specifically mentioned the Middle East and Iran. So you're seeing Russia more and more turn to the East. Obviously, Vladimir Putin visited Iran last month, or back in July, I should say, and had a very warm meeting with Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khamenei and the President Ibrahim Raisi Of Iran. And he made clear and Iranian officials made clear that this relationship is on an upward trajectory. There is a growing alliance between Iran and Russia. Iran, of course, supplying Russia with advanced drones as well to be used in Ukraine and training Russian soldiers on Iranian soil in the use of those drones. So that relationship is growing. Putin confirmed that yesterday. Obviously, China Putin next week will be meeting with Xi Jinping in Uzbekistan, and that will be their first meeting since the Beijing Olympics back in February, just prior to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So whether it's Russia and China, Russia and Iran, Russia and North Korea, we have reports this week that Putin is looking to buy military hardware from North Korea. Folks, you can see the chess pieces the prophetic chess pieces moving on the board and how this is all lining up. I've called it the gathering storm. Russia, China, Iran, North Korea in particular, coming closer together in opposition to the West. And I believe increasingly they will butt heads with Israel. We've seen that already, obviously, with Russia uh, over the past several months, how that relationship has essentially unraveled between Russia and Israel. And we mentioned the Damascus uh, factor. What about that War of Gog and Magog that the Book of Ezekiel, chapters 38 and 39, talks about. And it seems that Russia now pivoting even more to the Middle East, closer relationships with rogue regimes in the region at Israel's doorstep. Again, fascinating to see things lining up in these Bible times in which we are living in today. On that note, quick point here before we go, the IAEA, the UN's Atomic Energy Watchdog, now says... It can't guarantee that Iran's nuclear weapons program is not, or they would just say nuclear program, not nuclear weapons program, but we know what it is. They said, hey, we can't guarantee that it is indeed a peaceful program. Welcome to the party, folks. Welcome, IAEA, to what we've known for, I don't know, over 20 years. This is a military nuclear program. And according to the UN, this report that they are about to release. Uh, Iran is, as we've been reporting here in the newscast, basically a hop, skip and a jump, a little bit more enriched uranium from having the capacity to have the bomb. Here's the good news. God Almighty still sits on the throne. He is in control. You don't have to worry, folks. Be encouraged. We, We think you'd rather know than not know what's unfolding around the world. You need to be aware of it but you don't need to worry about it. Even as the madness is unfolding around the world, God is in control. Don't forget it. Take heart and be encouraged. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.